0: do it all the time. I don't
1: want my freedom.
0: And the last few times we've gone, we've uh, done the unthinkable. We, we go to the airport, rent a car. We don't have a hotel re- reservation. We go to the area we think we want to go to. We find a place to park the car. Usually we'll by however long we're going to be there, we pay for parking for the whole thing. And then we take our little bag and we walk down on the beach, and we walk down the beach till we see a place that looks nice and we like it. We go in, and I rent us a room, and we stay there.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Taking big chances.
0: <laughs> Not really. Credit
1: card and the toothbrush and go on vacation, and that's the closest we can do to it. Yeah. But the last time we did that, we walked up and down the beach in the sand, and i Oh, I was worn out by the time we did it, so like, maybe
0: we need to make a reservation. Yeah. But it's a cool way to do it. Every time you, every time we go, in the past, we'll we'll stay at a one of the big resorts or something, and and they're designed to keep you there and make sure you don't spend your money anyplace else. Yeah. And we like to go where the real people live. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and we'll go, you know, we'll find us a little hole in the wall that's when we'll go there and you know. Eat steak every night. We found a restaurant on the beach in Playa del Carmen. This is a praise by the way, from the past. <laughs> and uh, normally in Mexico you can't get really good steaks because they, they only grow skinny cows in Mexico
1: skinny. <laughs> it is a dry there.
0: But in northern Mexico, they have some amazing ranches there and they grow some really good beef there. Anyway, we found this little hole in the wall thing and every day they had a a happy hour steak special. We weren't big on the other kind of happy hour, but boy those steaks were good. And for about six or seven bucks we got a fantastic ribeye every day for lunch, you know.
1: Six
2: or seven dollars
0: where would you see that for no. a steak? Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot more now even down there but uh, you know there's just you can't find little things like that unless you're out where the people are exactly. and anyway well that's what we've enjoyed for many years now, and it's a long time since we've been so I probably need to take her to Mexico this year
1: so.
0: <laughs> yeah there there you go. so Jesus said you need to come apart. To keep from coming apart, I think, is the way that works. Anyway, something like that. Anyway, what's your praise? Because it's time for praises. Josh.
2: I am um, praising praise the Lord for all the great blessings he's given me. And, uh, yesterday we had a we had a party for Lane, which is another praise. That went really well. The church family came out. But uh, I got an opportunity to kind of look around and see what I had. And I think I've been taking that for granted lately. So I just want to thank the Lord for all the great blessings he's
0: given me. Amen taught him a real lesson too. Wednesday his prayer request was for a great birthday and he, he and, and he got one. The Lord came through for him. He he was having a good time. And a good time was had by all. Yes sir. Well hi Darrell. It's good to
2: see you. you good. How was, uh, good morning. You missed you miss um, you? Yeah. I'm here. I'm in a lot of pain but I'm here. Thank God for that. It's a praise right there. But I'd be real telling you about my friend from the past. Yeah. I brought a friend with me here back in the past named Terry, and his wife was a bit older than him. Y'all might remember uh, Terry and Chris. Anyway, well, me and Terry were best friends since five years old. Well, close. Started off as enemies, but after that we were friends. But our third wheel, the third guy in our group, was called Stevie, Singletary. Well, I've been praying for people in my past like a blanket, and then uh, since I got saved, and uh, I heard from Stevie here last week or two, yeah. and man, we talked like kids for uh, <laughs> two or three hours on the phone until late night. And we taught nothing but God and doctrine and how he... You know, I was looking for a church. But it's got to teach doctrine, doctor, sound doctrine. Well, he was all over that. I just praise the Lord that... Uh, and hope that that's one of my prayers that got him saved, I don't know. Where does he live? North side of Houston, but on the other side. Uh, right, by... So, um, I'll leave you <laughs> move
3: over here and go to this church. No, he lives close to
2: work... <laughs> we'll see what the Lord does you know? if it's going to happen, the Lord will make
0: it happen yeah. we'll he's, make
2: sure he knows the doors open
0: he's good at making things happen who else? praises, Lisa
1: um, I got to teach uh, lesson one yesterday uh, Friday to Amanda's best friend from high school in since they were 15 and um, it was a two and a half hour long class she had a lot of questions <laughs> she's been to a lot of different churches but it was really cool to, she, I, she just wanted to take it and find out if she liked it so of course now she's going to do the other four
0: lessons but cool. really cool. and she probably went home and said, honey, they're going to be like three hours of class so I don't know if we can do this I felt really <laughs> blessed I wasn't sitting at the table
1: with them but I
3: could hear some of it go ahead I felt really blessed just to be able to listen even though I wasn't listening, listening without listening
0: yeah. Yeah. So I was you. sitting on
3: a couch, they were sitting at a
0: table oh, okay, alright, good Good. Bob? I'm
2: thankful that, uh, that I got a church home to come to,
0: and the door's always open, and the food is always good. It's better than that steak. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, you load that thing up, and uh, you present it in such a way that If it was food, you should not put it on top of your head. Your tongue will beat you in the face trying to get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I praise God. All right. Praise the Lord. Camilla.
3: Well, uh, my praise is that, you know, my MS has been acting up pretty bad lately. Now, that's not praise, but my praise is that the company that that funds my um, grant that pays for the shots, I got a, a message Friday that. They had money in their uh, MS fund again, and so I called, and they got me signed back up. I still have a couple of days to wait before it's totally final. Yeah. got in real quick. I usually have to wait all day long on the phone, just wait and wait and wait to get the phone and answer. And, and they answered in about 10 minutes, and I was just in shock because they answered so quick. And uh, so if, if I was one of the first few callers, then... then there's no chance on them once I had this happen where they call me they, they notified me that, that I was approved but they ran out of money before they got to me so I think this time that won't happen because I got in quicker so praying for that but, but just right, to get sure. back in that thing is, is um, every year this happens and I always stay off of my medicine for like 4, 5, 6 months and then I start getting really sick and then finally I get it back again
0: okay, cool Jerry,
3: praise God! My grandson's going to start basic Bible truths with Justin.
1: Amen. Christian. All right,
0: good, good. That's, it's, we're always happy to see people uh, start their classes. And that's a that's quite a praise, you know. Uh, that got started a long time ago, forty-six years ago. That's a long time. I remember those days, and and it was really tough. I the Lord had uprooted me in Kansas City, and took me to the altitude of northern Colorado, way up in the mountains, and planted me in a the coldest bunch of people you ever met in your life. And I'm not talking about as although it was 50 below zero every year. I was there for about three weeks.
2: Did they have
0: they, the Eskimos went south from there. They they couldn't take it.
2: Smart. So you were just like, there's a the sunshine.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go.
1: I remember when
3: it was the harvest ministry and y'all were all
1: out knocking yeah. doors,
2: getting people lined up to do basic medicine.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's part of a program that, that the Lord gave me years and years ago. The point is that I've always, since the day I was saved, the night I was saved, I've always talked to people about Jesus. Amen. If you're gonna be around me, you're gonna hear about Jesus whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Amen.
3: And, That's right.
0: <laughs> I wasn't very tactful back in those days and then results were but I would tell people about the Lord and and I would try to do to them what was attempted on me and 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 I could I you know I was a I was a manager with Metropolitan Life in those days I knew how to close a deal and uh, I could get people to pray a prayer I could do it but they kept not being saved and it was obvious and, and I, Lord what am I, what I'm reading the Bible about these people getting saved and how they're changed and how they're different and I look at everybody I'm teaching and they just look they're just the same as they were and so I'm I'm asking the Lord. Lord, I I know it's not the Bible. I know it's not you. So I only leave one factor left. It's me. You. And, and I need I need to know what to do. And and that's when that uh, brother I'm trying to remember his name. I can see his face. He was a pastor in Southern Colorado and we met at a missions conference in Denver. And we talked and he gave me uh, and this was before I knew Brother Hudson, about a year before I knew him. And he gave me a, a little green booklet entitled Basic Bible Truth by Lester Hudson. He wasn't a doctor then. He was just, a, you know, a country preacher then. And uh, he had written this when he was six months trying to walk again from a huge car wreck. Broke every bone in his body just about and uh, well I cannot keep up with Bubba I wear my most festive shirt I got and it, and it, it looks it looks gloomy <laughs> gloomy compared to Bubba I'll tell you what I, uh, and this guy's this guy's got it going on hello Bubba <laughs> anyway, to, anyway to shorten up the story uh, there were six one hour Bible classes and and no way you could teach these in an hour but anyway that's what it was called. I read the first class and I said this is what I've been looking for. I hadn't read the second one yet and I, I made a call and I set up a class for that night and I went out and taught the first lesson that night after I'd seen it for the first time that day. So it didn't take me very long to get started and I took the, I took the couple through that class and they both trusted Christ, and I thought, man, yeah, this is pretty cool. And so I've been doing it ever since, and uh, still at it today. And as it evolved with my teaching, I managed, when I got down here in Texas, I couldn't, I couldn't get to enough classes. You know, I'm working doors, and I'm setting up classes, and I'm running out of time. I, I, I'm doing it pretty much full time. But I've ha- I've had, I'd have maybe 11, 12 such classes going on, scheduled in a week, all at the same time. What well, is called work. It's called the, the work of the Lord, and it's work. If you're not willing to work, you might as well forget it, because you're not going to last doing this. And uh, anyway, I, w- I managed to take some of the principles from the third lesson and incorporate them in the first lesson to where that I could take some of the essential truths and move them around and shorten it to five. That allowed me to teach more classes and be able to finish them. So that's how it evolved to five lessons. And then it was, was, I don't know, 2002 before I actually wrote it into a manual and printed it. But anyway, that's a, a praise from the past yeah a lot of yeah. those today who else praises this is this is it Vicki
1: I got to spend my birthday and the weekend with my granddaughter likely and we've had a, a, just a wonderful time she's, she's potty training and she's doing well and so that's always a praise <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah Mary, Mary. Yeah, I just want to praise God.
3: I did my blood tests, my blood work, you know, yeah. and I went back to the doctor to check, and they said everything is beautiful, so awesome. praise God for that.
0: Well, I did my blood work, and if I ever get an appointment to go back to the doctor, I'll find out what it said.
2: <laughs> Y'all know that Sister Mary drives like A.J. Ford, yeah? I've seen her on 2004 in this parking lot. It looked like she was doing donuts, but it might have just been me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> might have been. <laughs> That's Clarissa. Well,
3: Caleb and Lane and Liam are all wearing alligators today. It reminds me to say the praise that Friday, James and I took out the kayaks over by Amman Almond Bayou um, uh. to see the sunrise. And... I just praise God we didn't get eaten by an alligator because there were, it was feeding time and they were everywhere. Oh like <laughs> James, actually, uh, one went underneath James and like hit the bottom yeah. of his uh, kayak. <laughs> I've never seen him as the, the, team as, as, like, <laughs> <laughs> as the way he was in that moment. So yeah, thank God we didn't. I'm not gonna go over there to go kayaking again. That's <laughs> terrified. But we didn't get eaten. So, like,
0: The answer has always been the same. A bigger boat. (laughs)
3: Loving
0: (laughs) this, Pop. I understand, but... yeah, Amanda, go ahead. Uh,
1: For God putting together
0: Friday morning. Amen. 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 Who else? Anybody? Jerry. Work's, works picked, up, picked up a lot, almost too much. Amen. Almost too much. Actually, that's a I got to praise the Lord for that, too. I've got a pretty good-sized project I'm right in the middle of, and it's going well. Uh, and I uh, got a call from Camilla's special friend over at Pine Drive, who's been a customer and a friend to us for, what, 25, 30 years? Longer than. Anyway, uh, she called me and uh, asked me if uh, about business uh, remodeling work, and she was sending me a customer that needs somebody with good ideas, and she and she had me and my son to choose from, and chose me. So, <laughs>
1: and
0: I, and. I, he, she asked about that and I said no no. I, I taught him everything he knows He's... <laughs> <laughs>
3: huh.
0: we'll see how all that goes but uh, last praise, last one, Vicky. I
3: just want to praise the Lord for blessing me with
1: three sons especially at this time in my life when work gets harder to do and it's nice to have those boys to come in and be willing to help with
0: projects that are too big for Bubba and I to do anymore. There. Amen. Hey, Jerry don't take don't care enough. I, come here a minute we're going to study Jerry's favorite passage in the Bible this morning for Bible class. We'll get started in just a minute just want to let you know it's John chapter 2 but I'll, it's, it's Jesus Jesus with a whip in his hand
2: Everybody knows
3: that's his favorite. Every time I read across anything the Bible, I think John yeah. chapter yeah. yeah. Strange woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, but he loves he loves reading about Jesus kicking all the Pharisees out of the, out of the temple. I <laughs> mean <laughs> uh, beginning of the miracles, we read last week about the water turned to wine, and this was a this was a miracle that Jesus performed. One of the commentaries that I read about this particular passage of scripture was talking about how Jesus did not test it. You know, normally, you know, if you had prepared something, you're going to taste it and make sure it's just right and then send it off to do whatever you're going to do with it. Well, he didn't do that. He said, fill them up with water, now now draw it out take it to the governor. He didn't need to test it. That sounds like a God thing going on to me. I mean it's just you know. <laughs> and the servants I, I commend the servants here. They they had just poured that water into those jars and Jesus said, Now dip some out and take it to the governor. And they didn't say, We're gonna take him a cup of water. They didn't they they just did it. The
2: then it was a high premium well,
0: that that tells me something about being a servant you know if you're a real servant and he is the real master and he tells you to do something you just do what he do what he tells you it's it's not rocket science go ahead I, I relate almost everything back
2: to my kids and me is like if I tell my kids hey I need you to go do this I don't tell them why I know why I need them to do that yes. and I just need them to go do it and they'll see what it's done
3: yeah. Do they ask you why? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> always,
2: yeah. Always so, give I'm not.
0: so, so how's that working okay. at your house? Uh, it doesn't work. I, give, I, I always have to know why.
3: Well, it works, it, works, see, it works better with Kaylin, though. You can see the relation,
2: you know, when God's here to do something, you don't understand why, but you'll find out just doing yeah. something to do. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like this.
0: Is that more than any kid? No, well, uh, <laughs> there, there's a go ahead, Lise.
1: Well, when you asked, um, about well, you were talking about them just dipping it out and giving it to the governor, and not looking at it or tasting it or smelling it or anything, they're just obedient. Um, I, was, I think that I would be a horrible failure if mm-hmm. somebody I knew as a local carpenter was suddenly called the Son of God and a miracle maker. And I'm afraid I would be really skeptical because I have trust issues anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think I would probably have to taste it.
0: Well, yeah, you know. uh, Yeah. But they didn't. They didn't. When Jesus told them, he didn't say, draw out and take it to the governor. He said, draw out now and bear it to the governor. They had just poured the water in. Draw it now and take it to the governor. And, uh, And they bear it. Straight to the governor. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and he said, everybody serves this till they're drunk and then they serve the bad stuff. But you've saved the good stuff till now. What's wrong with you? Uh, That was the attitude that was going on there. Uh, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. Now this this is an interesting thing. This beginning of miracles. One of the questions that, that has come up in all the different comments that are made on this passage of scripture is that uh, about Mary. She went to Jesus and said, uh, they have no wine. And Jesus said, what am I going to do with you, woman? <laughs> I love that part. Then his mother turned to the servants and said whatever he says do it and people say well she didn't know about this you know so you know the, she didn't know he could do miracles i have a hard time buying that
3: yeah.
0: i really do I, he was a miracle yeah okay. duh
1: <laughs>
0: and who knew better than mary
1: yeah i mean they all she knew he could do stuff
0: she had never been with a man. And she's pregnant. And this is the product. And he is the Son of God. And thou shalt name, call his name Jesus. You know what Jesus? You say, well, thou'll know, call his name Jesus. Okay, so we'll call him Jesus. That's not to her like it might be to you or me. When the angel said, thou shalt call his name Jesus. That isn't Jesus in English. That's Jehovah Shua. That's God in his role as the Savior of the world. That's what that name means. And Mary understood that perfectly. It was in her language. It was, it's it's all there. And she is, when she's starting to show, you know, you you ladies, you've got information about how all this feels and works and the emotions that change and the hormones change and everything changes uh, that guys like us don't have a clue. But uh, all these things, she knows that her and Joseph have never been together in that way. And... Everybody in Israel is a farm boy or a farm girl. They all know how everything works. I mean, there's no ignorance here. She knows, and I can't even begin to imagine what it must be like raising Jesus. Oh Yeah, all the jokes are cool and all that. Why can't you be more like Jesus? (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah
0: but she didn't even, she didn't even hesitate. They had been invited to a wedding and probably are the reason they didn't have enough wine because they had been invited, Jesus, his mother, and the disciples. And, and now they don't have enough wine. And she says, uh, she says, they have no wine. Is Jesus a mind reader? Oh, well, yeah, he is. <laughs> you can't just humanize this. You, you can't take the deity of Jesus and who he is out of the equation. He is God. He knows. And yes, he said, mine hour has not yet come. But he didn't care. This is his mother. So he's going to start it off anyway. Now, with that in mind, let's read what's coming today. This beginning of miracles, verse eleven, did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifest forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. After this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days. They didn't stay long. We already had it. Oh. Does anybody know why they didn't stay, why they didn't stay very long? Maybe because of the people.
1: Huh? Maybe because of the, the
0: attitude
3: of the people.
0: No, no. The reason they didn't stay long because it was almost time for the Passover. And there it is in the next verse. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He's going to be there for the Passover. He has begun the miracles. He's begun to demonstrate, show forth his glory. And now he's going to Jerusalem where it's all going to take place in the biggest theater of all, Jerusalem. He gets to Jerusalem in verse 14 and found in the temple. What's the first place he's going to go when he gets to Jerusalem? He's going to go to his father's house. There it is. And he found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. And he did not like it at all. Why were they, why were they there? They, they sold oxen and sheep and doves. Everybody that journeyed to Jerusalem for the Passover was responsible to, to have an offering. Uh, and there was a, it was a big market lots of opportunity to make a buck or a denarii as it were and the jews primarily the pharisees had uh, had levied a temple tax you're going to come to the jerusalem to make an offering for god you got to pay the piper you got you got to pay the temple tax and they Made a rule that it could only be paid in one kind of currency, and that's why the money changers were there. They would change whatever money they had into the temple currency at, at, a, at a fee, of course. And they were making they were making out like bandits. And Jesus made a scourge of small cords.
3: It could have all started with a good intention to try to provide a service, you know, to help people, but it ended up being.
0: Yeah, like that's that's that, pa- that. I'm proud of you, Clarissa, because that is definitely giving them the benefit of the doubt.
3: <laughs>
0: they are sure enough.
3: Well, I think it's like everything these days. Like things can start with a good intention and then it just grows and grows and yes. into, like big market and it ends up being bad, a bad thing. Yes.
0: Well, you know they were doing this in all for a practical purpose, but they didn't start out doing it in the temple. It was out in the parking lot or so to speak. Jerry. When, uh, when Jesus made the uh, scourge of, uh, of the courts,
2: uh, was that divine,
0: or did he just weave them together? Or did he just snatch them up and say, "Go to," you know, "turn to a whip"? No, he made him. He made it, He made a scourge. Yeah, he he got him a handle and took the cords and tied it all up. And he's a carpenter. He can make stuff. And it was probably a really good one. I mean, it, and the, the, the scourge. Who was that for? The money changers. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It tells you right there. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money. And It was what you use to move animals along. You you know, cattle prod. And they move. Well, they didn't have a cattle prod, but scourge sure worked. Uh, did 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 he use it? No, he just scared him.
3: I put the table. Oh he not
0: Might have thought about it though. I think he did. It. I'm looking at how it's written here, and he says he drove them all out of the temple, and the sheep, and the oxen. That's funny. He used it on everything that was moving. Matter of fact, I expect that when they saw the first guy get striped up a little bit, they all began to move in the right direction. But, and he said unto them that sold doves. Now, there, there's a change for you. It's like the Lord has a special infinity for the doves.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the doves are in cages. Yeah. They're they're not loose like the sheep and the oxen are. So he drove them out, and he told the people that sold the doves, "Why were they selling doves?" As
3: a sacrifice, to make. Make sacrifice.
0: The dove was an acceptable sacrifice. Why would God let you sacrifice a dove instead of a, a sheep or? Because you couldn't afford the, because you couldn't afford the sheep or the ox, so he told them that sold the doves, take these things hence. What's hence mean? Get
1: them over here. From
0: here. here. What's whence mean? From there. From there. These are words that we don't use anymore, and I'm wondering how many people read that and move on because they don't really know what it means, but they just keep going anyway. I don't know. Take these things, hence, out of here. Make not my father's house and house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Now that's from Psalm 69. That's David talking about enemies uh, overwhelming him and pleading for help from the Lord And this is not a prophecy about Jesus, by the way, because if you read Psalm 69, it's a a comparison, it's a companion scripture, but there is something that in Psalm 69 that lets you know that this was not a messianic prophecy that was being quoted. And I'll tell you what I read in Psalm 69 that lets me know that. And here it is. Down, down here in verse 21 in Psalm 69, it talks about, They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. That sounds like a Messianic prophecy. And David is, is praying here. If you go back earlier in the chapter, uh, let me find it here. Verse 5, O God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. That is not talking about Jesus. That's talking about David. There's no sins in Jesus. But the rest of it is a companion, it's a parallel. And uh, anyway, the s- disciples remembered that passage. Uh, these disciples were students of the word of God before Jesus called them and they became followers. Anyway, uh, Jesus is, has run them out of the temple and then the Jews, it says the Jews, but you can pretty well understand that this is the Jewish leadership, Pharisees, the priests perhaps, the scribes. Uh, Verse 18, then answered the Jews and said unto him, What signs showest thou unto us, seeing thou doest these things? Where's your authority? Where do you get the right to do this? And Jesus answered and said unto them, This is just like when Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. And we know you're a teacher come from God. And I want to have this conversation with you. And Jesus says, not talking to you about that except a man be born again, he can't enter the kingdom of God. He changes the station. (laughs) He's not going to talk to them about what they're asking about. Same thing here. Asking the wrong question. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They said, what sign do you give us that that you have the authority to do this? And Jesus answered and said, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. Well, he knew they were too stupid to know he was talking about his body. But uh, later on, his disciples remembered the answer he gave them. And when he was risen from the dead, in three days, he rose the temple. Forty-six years took to build the temple. How would you like to have the contract on that job, Josh? Hey, (laughs) yeah. When do I get paid? Well, when you're finished.
2: Oh, oh, no. oh. <laughs> it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to save the rest of this for next week. And here's your homework assignment. Uh, verse 22 says, When he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Now, verse 11 said this is the beginning of miracles. Did Jesus do a bunch more miracles soon after? Yes. Doesn't tell us what he did or when. But it does say this. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, how long is the Passover? Seven days. Yeah, a week. In the feast day. So we're not talking about a month or many days. Not a long time. He got up there. He ran them all out of the temple. And then apparently he begins to do miracles. What kind of miracles did Jesus regularly do in his earthly ministry once he started? A lot of healing going on. A lot of healing people going on. Turned water to wine. How long does it take to how long does it take for word to spread about something like that
3: yes.
0: <laughs> like a wildfire yeah it does it just it's I mean everybody's going to be gossiping about that yeah did, did you taste it actually I did yeah it was it was really good really good
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you know the conversations would have been interesting but it says when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover and the feast day many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did so apparently he's doing a bunch of miracles but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man for he knew what was in man so here's your assignment in verse 20, say, it says, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. I'll give you a little bit of head start on your, on your study. It is pastuo. It does mean trusted in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them. When you got saved, if you're saved, you had to have been time you got saved. When you got saved, did Jesus commit himself to you? Well, what was his commitment to you? He paid for your sins. And he gave you eternal life. That day. At that time. And what? The
3: comforter hadn't come yet. So he didn't go live, reside inside of him. Does that commit yourself?
0: Well, I mean Jesus made a commi- Did Jesus make a commitment to you when you put your trust in him to save you? Yes. Yes, yes he did. Yes. Can you think of any bigger or something that would be more of a commitment than what Jesus did toward you the day you trusted him to save you? No. This is the the biggest commitment ever was or ever will be. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them. But they believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. It says so right there in verse number 23. Were they saved or not? This is next week. Jesus didn't commit himself to them, so were they saved or not? No, no they weren't. But they believed. says so. So how is it that they believed, but now they're not saved? That's your assignment for next week. You shut up now and save it for next week. (laughs)